Hey, everybody, and welcome to a new podcast that we're calling the Linked Legacy Podcast. Linked Legacy? So up at the top, I want to give you guys a little description of what this show is. This is our first patron-exclusive show that we're providing to you guys, and what it is is we're going to run through some of the classic Pathfinder modules, and we're going to rotate GMs. So you're going to get a little taste of some of the players GMing this show. But for the first one, we didn't want to go off the deep end, and so I'm going to be running us through a little ditty I like to call Carnival of Tears by our good buddy Tim Hitchcock and also by Nick Logue. This is one of my favorite modules. I'm very excited to run it. But I think we got to get a little information from our players because unlike the normal podcast, we've got five this time. And so why don't I start with the player that's not normally at the table, but he's here now. Hey, Chris. What up? Hello, Griffin. Welcome Glad to, to be the show, here. man. This is very exciting. So, Chris, uh, up at the top here, first things first, what are you drinking? And then I think at the top of this, because we're just doing modules, why don't we give um, our character's name, our character's race, and our character's class? And we can leave the details for the listeners to figure out, but uh, I think we should know what class everybody's playing going into a module like Carnival of Tears. That sounds fair enough. Well, I am drinking. I cracked open my very last single-cut beer for this special occasion, having a single-cut jackknife juggernaut, double IPA. Absolutely delicious. My character, uh, his name is Godfrey Leafbottom. He is a Gripply, and he, I am playing a, him as a shaman. Ooh. Not just any shaman, a flavorful archetype called a Primal Warden. Primal Warden Gripply Shaman. Oh, say that five times fast. That's awesome. So we've we've got a we've got a juicy character to start. Uh, way to way to hit things off right uh, coming into the show first time. So why don't we move over to Haley? Haley, what are you drinking? What's your character's name, race, and class? I am drinking a mango rum strawberry crystal light, and it's a classic. Of course, I wanted a classic for this. My character is Arabella Creed. Uh, she is a human, unchained rogue, Sarni Swindler edition. So I have a little bit of flavor on there besides just being a rogue, but that is my character. Awesome. Interesting to note, listeners, we'll talk a little bit about where this takes place. It's well-traversed in the Pathfinder lore town known as Falcon's Hollow, but being a Creed is very interesting <laughs> coming from this area. Um because the town is run by the creeds. Yeah, I'm like really special. <laughs> well, speaking of really special. Hey, Steve. Hi, Griffin. What are you drinking? Who are you playing? Name, race, class? Of course, yes. Yeah. So first of all, for the people that may just be subscribed to our Patreon and don't listen to the regular show. Hi, my name's Steve. <laughs> uh, I play Matsume and Saw on the show. I suggest you check it out. It's pretty good. Tonight, I'm going to be drinking a beer called Crank It Hop. This is an IPA from Imperial Oak Brewing back in Willow Springs, Illinois. And it's a classic. Everybody knows it. Ah, tastes great. So I'm playing something new for me, Griffin. 
basically in every way possible. <laughs> I'm playing a character called Comstock Paddywhacker. This character is a cobalt. Love it already. I want all five of those juicy RP points. And I am actually a racial archetype of a class. So I'm playing the bushwhacker archetype of a gunslinger. I've never played a gunslinger before, and I certainly have never played a bushwhacker. Or a kobold. Or a kobold. So um, I've been spending a lot of time really neglecting all of my other responsibilities and trying to learn this sheet inside and out. I think there are some... Uh, there are some highs to this this build, but there are definitely some lows. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> starting with the kobold, you're gonna get a couple lows. It happens. Yeah, but I'm really looking forward to it. I put a put a lot of thought and uh, excitement into this character, so really jazzed to be here and really jazzed to see what uh, what this little guy can do. That's awesome. Speaking to someone else, I want to see what they can do. Brooks. Oh, hello. What are you drinking? Who are you playing? Race, class, name? Yeah, this is Vodka Water Mio of the energy type, because who couldn't use a little energy right now? I am uh, just so thankful for everybody tuning in. Much appreciated. I am going to be playing a cleric of Shailen, the evangelical type. I don't think I'm going to do domain, but I am a halfling, which is, I think, the second largest part of the population in Fox yeah, Hollow. Somebody, somebody did yeah. his homework. 3% halfling in the in the town of Falcon, <laughs> like which that. is the second highest. <laughs> yeah, but I am playing Willie B. Soft. Willie B. Soft. I love it. And that brings us to our final player. Hey, Emily. Hello there. Tonight, I have a drink, kind of theme based off of my character, which will become very apparent shortly, uh, but it's a very pink drink. It is rum, water, and then some pink Mio. It's quite delicious, and it's helping me get into character. She's my- also wearing all pink, just as a side note. She's fully <laughs> decked <a> out. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is like all the pink that I own, I'm wearing right now, so... It's working out well for me tonight to get into character for Mika Kimura. She is a human, also from Falcon's Hollow, so it makes sense uh, that she would be human. And I'm going out on a limb here and playing a class not typical for me. I love my spellcasting, but this time I'm playing an unchained monk. A monk! Nice! It'll be fun. I, I've been looking up into all the fun maneuvers I can do, kind of developing my different feet trees. It's different, but it's been enjoyable. Well, that sounds like it's going to be enjoyable, and I'm excited for all of these characters because this sounds like quite the motley crew. And boy, all the boys picking uh, picking small races, the girls from, uh, from Falcon's Hollow itself, uh, Brooks, your character is from Falcon's Hollow as well, or is currently residing there, right? Currently residing, but from Almas. Okay. And how about the the rest of you? Are you guys from Falcon's Hollow? Or are you visiting? Griffin, the forests know no national boundaries or anything. Oh, so you're from uh, from the from the outskirts in Dark Moon Vale. From all the trees. <laughs> I am from the trees. <laughs> <laughs> Do you speak for them too? Uh, I might speak to them, with them. They might speak through me. I have no idea yet. We'll see. Okay, I love it. 
And Griffin, I am visiting from one of the great kobold clans under the Aspidel Mountains. Okay. <laughs> well, those of you visiting have come at a good time. So Carnival of Tears takes place in a town called Falcon's Hollow, and it's a town in Dark, Mo- Dark Moon Vale uh, in the nation of Andoran. And it's only a short distance from Dark Moon Wood, which I assume is where our friend Godfrey is probably from. It's mainly a logging village, and it's got the main inhabitants are lumbermen in the employ of the Lumber Consortium. With a few exceptions, actually, the buildings and their inhabitants belong to the consortium, and everything in this town totally depends on the overpriced goods delivered by the Lumber Consortium. So it's it's kind of like a logging town, and everything that gets brought into the town to kind of sustain it is brought in by this corporation. Now, the Lumber Consortium is not necessarily a good organization, and the people that run it actually tend to be relatively evil. So this town has kind of a, a taint of big evil corporation about it for such a small town. We find ourselves at kind of the end of fall, tiptoeing its way to winter, and strange winds blow down from Droskar's crag, bringing on an early winter. The ground crunches underfoot with thick frost, and autumn surrenders without a fight. Days grow shorter, and stars hold court in the darkness reigning above. An unnatural cold permeates the town, and the foam river's jubilant voice is frozen under the ice. Birds abandon their nests for warmer climates, their songs silenced by winter's grim embrace. But the frozen riverbank now hosts a shimmering respite from the gloomy cold in the form of garish tents, joyful shouts, and sumptuous smells. Quinn's Carnival has come to town. And I think that's where we find our characters. I noticed you didn't say heroes there, and you usually do, so uh, noted. (laughs) We'll see what these characters can do. The morning of the carnival arrives, and uh, those of you in town know that this carnival has come to town several times. You probably even know the proprietor, the... Uh, the owner, or the current owner, of this carnival, a man named Namdrin Quinn. And he runs the carnival every year. It's actually a a big deal for some of the non-lumber consortium people in this town because they're able to sell their wares and provide other services at the carnival to much success. It gives them a new venue. So we enter on the morning of the carnival... And we fade in on two characters excitedly walking towards the carnival with a halfling trying to keep up with their pace. And he's not necessarily doing so well. Arabella, what does your, what do you look like? So she's cast as Alexis Rose from Schmidt's Creek, or Schitt's Creek. With that in mind, she is very lean blonde. She has um, a decorative kind of metal looking shirt 
and she's wearing very stylish pants. Like, she looks like everything she's wearing is very high quality, and everything she's got is is quite expensive. And she's accompanied by one of her good friends, Mika. Uh, now, what does what does Mika look like? So, Mika is cast as Tai Lee from Avatar The Last Airbender. That means she's pretty young as well. She has big brown eyes, long uh, black hair that's braided up into a high braid. And her overall look is just very cutesy. She's decked out head to toe in pink, varying shades, and it's all fairly uh, loosely fitting, but still, uh, so she has good movement, but it is still form-fitting uh, enough that she looks she looks cute in these clothes that she has on. Sure, and uh, bringing up the rear, Willie. What's what's Willie look like, Brooks? Yeah, so he is about as put together as he can possibly be in this town of lumberjacks and a lot of physical labor and probably uh, dirty just uh overall in his uh in his eyes so he he's trying his very best to stay clean when it really wouldn't make sense his clothes are as formal as possible but they can't get cleaned often enough. He's got a wrist sheath with his wand in and all the other wands that he's got are just stuffed in his jacket pocket. Do you have any uh, character inspiration for this guy? To be honest, Griff, I really don't have, uh, didn't have anything in mind as far as true character inspiration. Okay. So these three characters approach the carnival, and there's a long line. It's people have lined up early. The line stretches multiple houses back from the from the carnival grounds. But one thing that you do notice is a commotion happening further up the line, and you hear some muffled voices of lumberjacks and other town folk. Boy, what are they doing here? What? Out of town, filthy out of town, is it? And um, and the din kind of grows louder. What are you doing? Are they crowded around something? Yeah, it almost looks like up ahead of you the line bulges. But you can't really tell what they're crowding around. Arabella would speak up and she would kind of steady her shoulders and she would be like, out of towners, oh my God, let me see. I've got to see this. Uh, let me through. Like, move out of my way. And she'd start walking towards the opening. Yeah, and I think the lumberjacks would... Oh, it's Miss Creed. Uh, Miss Creed, we better... Uh, boss's daughter. Uh, and they kind of... They part ways for you. And what you come upon is two small figures. And I don't even know if you've ever seen creatures like these before. At least not in Falcon's Hollow. But in front of you, you see a small dragon and a small frogman. And so Comstock, what does your character look like? Yeah, so 
picture like a miniature dragon with no wings. Um, he's standing two foot eight inches tall. And this is an orange varietal. They come in many different colors, these kobolds. Um, he's got a big frilled crest on top of the, the crown of his head. So looks very regal. But I mean, he's a little puny dragon kid. So like not not very, uh, not very impressive per se. He's got about a dozen knives on his belt, but what really stands out about this creature is that he's wearing this tunic and a chain shirt that are clearly too big for him, and he's kind of stumbling around in there, and he's brandishing this massive pepper box pistol, and for those of you who are unfamiliar, it's basically uh, like a flintlock handgun, like you think about like old colonial times, right? They used in like the Revolutionary War. If one of those guns had six barrels, kind of like a revolver has six chambers, but they're full barrels. And so it's just like a big cluster of, of pipes on the end of this of this handgun. Um, and he's just brandishing it wildly, pointing at the lumberjacks. Yeah, that's right. You better run. Turn your tails, you filthy long legs. And next to him is you guys probably happened into each other in the line and had some some kinship being the the only <laughs> two uh, creatures of of your type perhaps but there's a gripply and I, I imagine Comstock is kind of like pointing a gun at people and uh, and what is first of all what does what does Godfrey look like Chris yeah so Godfrey is also very short. He is a two-foot-tall frog-like humanoid. He's got mottled green and brown skin. So I've actually cast him as the frog on the cover of Pearson's 2002 edition fourth-grade biology textbook. <laughs> um, the, I made some bottle cap. I made some tweaks. <laughs> he's not as flamboyant and as full of himself, so he's more humble than oh that frog. Um. But he has this armor that's covered in sort of a patchwork of forest greenery that's, you know, he's, he's just kind of a survivalist, his camouflage. And he's, I'd say, a pace or two back from Comstock, just very nervously saying, uh, uh, I'm, I'm just looking for the, the bottle toss. Last year it was by the funnel cake, but you've moved it around a bit. Um, so, uh. So, Chris, that's going to be a hero card, but... <laughs> That was amazing. For that, that Pearson's deep cut. Uh, oh we're we're going to use hero cards on this show, too, at least when I'm running it. God, I hope there's a frog on that cover, whatever book I said. So I have... This is the first time I've seen a hero card in person. Um, I haven't actually seen them with you guys. The Big Sky, it looks like it's a red card with a prisoner with broken chains with his arms raised. Okay. And so a, that's a good card. Okay. Good hero card, so that allows you a re-roll. Awesome. So, uh, so the two groups um, with with Arabella kind of taking the lead here and and pushing past the group, she now gets a pepper box pistol waved in her direction. Yeah, he jams the pistol directly in her face. You want some of this two long legs? Come and get it. Oh my god, like, ew. Put it down. That's horrible. He takes his left hand, and he he grabs the top barrel and just spins them. Bzzz, like, kind of Russian roulette style. 
Come and get it. <laughs> no. Stay away from my gripply friend. <laughs> Can you even believe this, guys? I mean, like, a reptile and an amphibian. Aww, they're so cute. I could just pummel them into a smoothie and drink them right up. Just kidding. <laughs> but seriously, we should keep them. They're so adorable. I totally agree. Do you guys, like, want to... Are you trying to go into this carnival? Like, can you put that down? I'm done with it. He sees that, like, you guys maybe want to walk in together. He slowly lowers the pistol. Hello, fellow tramlers. I'm Comstock Paddywhacker. I'm an emissary. One of the imperial servitors to Egg Mother Atrixia, bearer of the sacred yoke. I am here to find riches beyond imagination by winning carnival games and bringing them back to the people. <laughs> That's like a lot. Like, wow. You sound so important. Wow, what a task. He's not that important. I mean... All kobolds are important. Okay, well... May, may I introduce Mistress Arabella and her companion, Miko. Which one's which? I can't tell them apart. I would have thought that Lady Creed would be a, a bit easier to pick out based on her high-standing figure. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Here. Wow. Um, excuse me, that's me. Lady Creed, I do suggest you, you take a little protection. And he's going to actually cast Shield. Uh, <laughs> shield other. Just immediately. Uh, all right, pistols back out. Are we rolling for initiative? Uh, <laughs> A defensive spell. And I uh, can extend that as well. So that'll be all that. Just, just because I plan to hang out with unsavory characters, apparently. <laughs> My job uh, may or may not uh, rely on your protection, but. Let me introduce myself. Uh, Willie B. Sof. All right, you're going to have to keep reminding me because I am not going to remember who's who. You all look the same to me. <laughs> Willie is three feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> does not does not understand. That's okay. We can use small words so that you understand. Just kidding. <laughs> My name's Mika. Mika Kimura. Okay. You just killed me. <laughs> uh, Steve, do you need to roll a new character already? <laughs> Sorry. I just died, apparently. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> fucking damage. 40 points of fire damage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just to make your acquaintance. This is my friend. Uh, I, I don't know his name either. Uh, yeah, Godfrey, a uh, casual companion at best. We've met today. <laughs> Again, just looking for the bottle pops. That's all I need. Way back. Ugh, you're like so cute. Oh my god, it's like a little frog it talks. I mean, just point, please. I just a direction. <laughs> That's all I want. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that you want to stay with me because I'm like the heiress of the town. So I'm like, you're gonna want to stick around, and I think that you'll be interesting and fun for me. Oh. And I love this journey for me. Do, do you win a lot of prizes? I mean, like, if I say so. Oh. Oh, yes. Then, uh, that's, yes, of course. Uh, absolutely. And so you'd say you're like this town's egg mother? Uh, I don't. 
I don't think, no, I don't want you to say that again. Thanks. <laughs> well, I guess you're not royalty then. Okay. Okay, yeah. We're going to cool it with the lizard stuff. I just wish the listeners could see the fucking hand motions Haley's <laughs> throwing out. I need that. The body language is just as awful. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Equally as awful. And so as you as you as the line progresses, you approach adjacent pairs of rickety podiums and they look tacked together from pieces of apple crates and they're forming these raggedy ticket booths that mark various entrances to the carnival. Eager-faced fairgoers cram about them, gleaning wonderment from faded posters promising stilt walkers, terrifying rides, and all manner of freaks. Tirelessly working the booths, baggy-eyed carnies busily hawk tickets to various events and do their best to direct the stream of excited town folk. A crowd of unwashed beggars, shielded from the winter's harsh kiss by nothing more than tattered rags, huddles by the entrance to the carnival pleading with passerby for a few meager coppers or a bit of food to see them through. Many are children or old men and women fallen on hard times. A good number are maimed from lumbering accidents or crippled by a horrible bout with plague or pneumonia. Rich merchants turn a blind eye to the haggard indigents, pretending not to see or hear them at all, and lumberjacks snarl, guffaw, or even kick the dirty beggars as they stroll into the carnival to spend their coin on games, shows, and other frivolities. As you approach, you see about 20 of these beggars gathered around both sides of the entrance, not entering, but pleading. And as you pass, they, they do turn to you. Please, my loves, me and my children, it's, it's coming, on, coming on winter time. We're, we're not here for the, for the carnival. We're just here for the kindness of strangers. We'll not have any blankets or shelter. I can't even feed me young ones. It's it's getting cold, and if you could if you could spare some food or or a few copper, that it'd go a long way for us. I know you wanna you wanna go enjoy yourselves in the carnival, but maybe maybe you have something to spare. Please, any of you, kind kind. Lizard man, I've, I've never seen someone like you before. Surely you have, surely you have some some kind of riches. I, I, you have an instrument I've never never beheld before, strapped to your side. And, and oh, well, ladies, you, you you appear to live lavishly. Look at look at your look at your beautiful garments. Surely you could you could spare a few coin. Money doesn't buy happiness, you know. Just kidding. <laughs> Here's a few coins, and she'll like take out a, like a handful of silver and just like give it to him like it's nothing. So she takes out a handful of silver and kind of rains it over the yeah over the crowd of beggars. And um, I <laughs> I honestly don't know how much you throw, but. If you're not really even minding who you're giving it to, it's it like starts a ruckus. Well, it would mostly be like towards the the woman who addressed the party, but she isn't like being don't like touch them. yeah, she's not being like too careful. Just yeah. kind of like this is this is nothing to me. I'm just like I'm sure. giving it to this person, but yeah, don't really want to touch them. And uh, yeah, Arabella, who would not grab anything out of her own purse, she would 
turn to Willie and be like, Willie, you've got like spare change or something, right? Well, I do suggest a donation from the Creed family. There will be a donation, mate. Yeah, like I'll give you some, but I just, like, I'm not going to touch them, but here. Very well. I will take out of my pocket to give them a little hey. in your name, of course. And he does so. He will. Willie? Ooh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Godfrey's gonna look out and try to find maybe the youngest child in this crowd of beggars, if there are children in sure, the crowd. Sure, yeah, there's a really kind of sickly-looking kid, maybe four or five. Mr. Frog, do, do you have any food for, for me? And Godfrey's going to reach into his pouch and pull out some salted meat. Oh, God, no! <laughs> and hand it to him and say, uh, Now, you, you take this for... As soon as we win big, I will have more of this later. I sure wish I had teeth to chew this. <laughs> well, we... But Mommy had to sell them to the to the debt collection agency to, to so we could keep the house for another month. We all do what we need to survive. Uh, if you eat this and get big and strong, soon you can forage on your own. Maybe I could gum it. Yes, I... Whatever you need to do is... We all have to survive somehow. It's really, it's really very, very, very salty. Do, do you have any water? And yeah, he, he has a canteen, and he will, you know, take it out, unflask it, and pour a little cup for the for the kid. You're one of the nicest frogmen I've ever met. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Mister. Oh, you're very welcome, little pink man. Take care. I'm, I'm more of a ghastly pale because of the, the malnutrition I've, I've been having. I, I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> I appreciate well, most people like to be called pink because it's a healthy glow. <laughs> so yes, you uh, you give the you give the kids some food, and um, and you guys reach the ticket booths. Now, the ticket booths have various tickets for sale. Uh, you can... They're, th and they also have maps. So one thing that you can get, and it's free, is a kind of drawn-up map of the fairgrounds so that you can more easily find yourself from place to place. They also pro provide tickets, um, tickets to some of the games. Uh, many games are between a copper and a gold, depending on what game you want to play. The carny at, at the booth that, that is serving you looks at you tiredly. Well, uh, what'll you have? Some of the some of the games inside are, you can pay the, the hawkers right there. Um, some of them require a ticket from here. It's really, uh, we, we have Tickets, uh, tickets for the archery contest, the egg toss, uh, the ring toss, the sack race. Uh, if you find yourself with a bit of skill, you might be interested in playing some of these games. We also have tickets to the freak show. Uh, it's one of our main attractions. We've got, well, you can buy tickets here. It's for the, for the strong ale tent, if you like. You buy drink vouchers here. And uh, you can spend them there. It's really up to you. 
Or you can move on, and there's ticket booths inside, too. It's just if you want to get a jump, you can buy them here and hold up the line, because that's been my whole day, hasn't it? Tickets are exclusive to this booth. Uh, nothing's exclusive to this booth, however. You will need a ticket for the things I previously mentioned. Uh, many of the other attractions in here, you can uh, you can pay the vendor directly, or or it's uh, it's a free event. Archery contest for me. Archery contest, good man. For that, it'll be uh, one silver piece for a ticket. For, for one entry, you're more than welcome to buy multiples. For multiple people or multiple for myself? You can buy a multiple for yourself. You can try uh, several times. It's it's really a, a game of scoring points. Ah. If it's a silver a piece, he, he slides him a gold. He's going to, he gets 10 tries. 10 tries. Damn. All right. That's a lot. Um, Listen, I know what I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that checks out, I guess. Uh, I didn't think actually, you could draw a bow. <laughs> actually, hold on a second. And he counts the barrels of his gun. Make that six. You do know that the archery contest specifies archery. Oh. Well, that's that's unfortunate. Ah. I guess five, then. Five. five. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyone else? Uh, sack race, ring toss... Uh, egg toss, whatever you really want. Uh, yes, just just a question, please, to help me out. Uh, Absolutely. Which which game offers the biggest decoy animal as a prize? Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> many of the games off. You're looking for like dolls, like stuffed prizes. Yeah, the biggest, um, the animals that are. They're fluffy, but they look like animals, so that other animals see them and think that they're animals. Do you do you know much about the uh, economics behind a carnival? Usually, we get like the the prizes from the same prize distributor. So many of the games have similar prizes. Listen, um, I'd say uh, for for my buddy. The archery contest does have a grand prize. The sack race has pretty decent prize because you have to face other people. The ring toss and the egg... Well, the ring toss, mostly, it's difficult, but it's just... It's by yourself. It's pretty expensive. And then the egg toss, uh, again, you're competing against other people, so the prize is a bit bigger, but... Oh, the ring toss and the egg toss, please. Okay, uh, just one of each. How, three of each. Uh, how much would that be? Uh, the ring toss is two gold per entry. Uh, the prize is up to 160. Value would add a, up to 160 gold. That is a lot of animals. I will. Yes, I will do that. Three ring toss entries. I'm, I, I will say that you probably need a partner to do the uh, the egg toss. It's, can't really toss the egg to yourself. I have a vested interest in keeping eggs together. Yes, I was just going to turn to you for egg-related questions. Please, would you help me out? Oh my god, like we're starting in eggs again? As an emissary of the Empire of the Sacred Yoke, I know everything about eggs. That's my man. Well, it'll be a silver piece each, unless you want to enter multiple times. This happening every hour on the hour. I mean, uh, unless there's... You could always come back for things. Yeah, 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 we'll do like, yeah, we'll just do like, I don't know, two of each maybe, just for now. What do you think else? What general emission ticket while I would like two VRP 
tickets uh, for the ladies. Okay, um, uh, I suppose uh, I could write VIP on a ticket if that's be an extra uh, extra five gold. Oh, uh, and for my effort. You know, I I really rather spend the money on games. I want to win all of them. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, uh, I do agree. The ladies. Like I, hey, so uh, Willie, I appreciate this effort. Like, love it. It's so great. But I really think I just want to fly like normal today. You well, know, like fly under the radar a little. I do apologize. <laughs> uh, two general admission tickets. It won't be Willie's going VIP. There's a. <laughs> There's a five gold fee for changing your reservation. <laughs> God, Willie's uh, losing his ass on this. <laughs> oh, see. <laughs> Need to purchase as many games as possible. Alright, how about I give you um, five of each ticket for. We'll call it 20 gold. Perfect. I can't wait to beat everyone. <laughs> and none of you are uh, interested in the in the freak show, I suppose? I don't know. I mean, like, we picked up two already, but maybe it'd be fun. Yeah, that butler's kind of creepy. <laughs> I have been classically trained in Almo. How insulting. <laughs> if we found these two in the crowd, just imagine what the show will be like. We can't miss it. Oh my god, like you. Yeah. Sorry, but like, I'm gonna buy a ticket for everybody to go. Okay, the, the ticket is uh, one silver for the freak show. Great. I'm also gonna buy like ale tickets for everybody as well. Right. Uh, ale tickets are also uh, silver. Okay. Or well, as you wish, Lady Creed. So, like, anybody have anything else? Because um, uh, I'd like to get going. Yeah, you've held up the line for what must be ten minutes now. <laughs> People are bustling to get in. They can But could wait. I change any of your reservations for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <we're gonna> <laughs> to the tournaments to win grand prizes to bring back to the Egg Mother. Okay, so you enter into the carnival. And as we're walking in... Under his breath, Willie will say, Just until you can get a ticket back to Elmos. This is a strange place. What is the closest competition? <laughs> well, uh, so gaiety and laughter cut through the cold wind, and even the sky-shy sun peeks its face from around the gathering winter clouds. Children squeal with delight and gasp in awe at the sights, sounds, and smells of Quinn's Carnival. The titans wheel creaks and groans as burly lumberjacks test their might with a hefty spin. A family rushes giggling into the sprawling ice maze to the north, and dozens of happy skaters flit about the rinks atop the frozen river. Carnival dolls are handed to wide-eyed townsfolk as prizes, and a menagerie of freakish creatures and glowing lanterns beckons the curious. 
garish skirts and scantily veils call others to a different breed of voyeurism altogether. Treats and wonders abound for young and old to enjoy, and for a time, the early winter is forgotten in joyful revelry. In front of you, if you'll refer to the map, you've come in from the furthest south point. And so to your left, you actually see a sleigh with several children crowding about it. There is a dusting of snow on the ground, at least enough to for a sleigh to be able to ride, but not so much that it's difficult to walk around. To the north, you actually see what looks like a gathering crowd and a sign that says the Menagerie of Freaks. Further in, you imagine some of the tents are where you would where you would participate in some of these games. Some of that wide open area in the middle of the carnival is probably where the archery contest takes place. You also see this large titan it looks like a titan. It's it's this mechanical thing in the center of the carnival. It rises up above all the tents, and it looks like people are... There's a contest there as well. People are testing their strength on what's known as the titan's wheel. I imagine you guys picked up a map. You can... There are activities happening on the ice. The, the This part of the river is actually frozen solid, solid enough where people can skate and you see off in the distance people actually performing tug-of-war contests on the ice. All around you are various sights and smells from these tents, and it looks like you could honestly go in any direction and find what you're looking for, whether it be entertainment or uh, a game to win some sort of prize. So where are you guys heading? Are you heading together as a group? I would like us to stay together. Yeah, Mika is pretty excited to uh, get to know our interesting new companions. And she also really wants to play some games against them. So having more people for more competition is helpful. I'm into it, yeah. Sure, so, uh, so you're kind of beelining towards the games. And you can see that the archery contest is set up right in the center of the fairgrounds, as well as the egg toss and the sack race. You're probably going to have to find the ring toss in one of the one of the tents. That's going to be a tent thing, but but those that require larger areas are are kind of in dis- on display in the center here. Uh, and actually, a an egg toss is about to take place. Godfrey, you know that the the carny had told you that they happen kind of every hour on the hour. So you guys could participate in that first if you want. Uh, excuse me, might might we? take a time to participate in this egg challenge now? Yeah, I mean, like, I think that we could probably beat you guys. Oh, yeah, this sounds like fun. We're totally gonna pummel you into a pulp. <laughs> uh, okay, I, uh, I don't see what that has to do with eggs, but, uh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Willie, we'll get you, like, next game or something, but this one is just, like, you know, for us. <laughs> Willie, sadly, <laughs> With his uh, one egg toss ticket, <laughs> looks around, <laughs> looks to his left and right, and just kind of nods to himself. He, fi- he finds a kid uh, with a ticket with the Galarian equivalent of like a baseball cap on. I don't know what that Galarian equivalent is, but this kid plays ball. Oh my god, really? It's like a friend. Hey, mister, you looking for a partner? My partner backed out. He had too much cotton candy. <laughs> Got a little, got a little thick. 
by the Titan wheel, but I'm still ready. And I got a throwing arm. Name's Pablo. Pablo. You know, I would be honored. Let's hope you can can throw faster than you talk. I hope you understand that my first priority in this is to, uh, in fact, protect Mistress Arabella. So just know that while it may sound like I'm giving you advice, there really is meant for Lady Creed. Let's talk more egg toss, please. <laughs> I love this sass. Are you down the ball? I see that you are without a partner as well. That's the whole point of me coming up and talking to you. You're clearly not another kid. I thought you were some kind of kid, but now you're talking to me like a genteel old man. <laughs> what the heck is this? Aw, uh, I'm ready. Then we have our teams. <laughs> and the uh, the barker here is is kind of gathering the, the people that have tickets. Egg toss here! Egg toss! Get your egg toss! Everybody want to toss an egg? You gotta want to toss an egg? Don't get egg on your face! He's gathering up the people. You see that you're one of ten pairs. So uh, each of you is one of the ten pairs. There are seven other pairs. The way this is going to work, you're going to start ten feet away. To throw the egg, one person needs to make a ranged attack roll. And then to catch the egg, the other person must make a reflex save. All right. These are things I'm good at. I will make sure that I am standing next to Arabella so that she and the person to my other side are would also gain their inspire courage bonus. <laughs> Why is he just is he just singing? Singing. <laughs> Using rounds of that now. Okay. It's more of a you nag. <laughs> You should That's a not bad idea. use Birds rounds of this yet. That's a terrible idea. Smells and resources. I love it. I love <laughs> it. You might get the grand prize. I have a hero card. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's be, I mean, those are limited quantity. Okay, so what's going to happen here is you toss the egg. If they successfully catch, you move back 10 feet, throw it again. The egg has a range increment of 10 feet, and so moving 10 feet back adds to the difficulty. It also adds to the difficulty of the reflex save. So I will tell you if you succeed on your throw and your catch when they happen. All right. And I am Bardic Inspiring Courage in the sense of uh, giving general pointers, nagging mostly. Keep uh, keep your eye on the, on the egg. Use two hands on the spoon. But right. you're actually doing it. Yes. Okay. okay. That'll, that'll uh, apply to... Your side of the play. Well, it'll apply to both sides. It applies, until to, it, literally yeah, it applies to literally until everyone. They, until yeah. Yeah, until they move too far away. So I'm going to need Willie, Godfrey, and Arabella to make a ranged attack roll. Oh my god, Willie, you're like totally distracting me. And I got um, a natural one. And so that's a total of an 11. Godfrey has a 19 on the die for a 26. Woo! So a seven on the die brings his ranged attack 11 as well. Okay, um, that all beats the AC of throwing an egg (laughs) 10 feet. However, because of the natural one, I'm going to make it more difficult for for Mika to catch the egg. Now I need those who didn't roll to roll a reflex save. Come on, kid. The kid catches it easily with a 16 on the die. 
I, I've got a great <laughs> reflex save, but not when I roll a natural two. That's going to be an 11. 11 still catches it Ooh. from 10 feet away. All right. Not a great roll for Mika either. That's a 13. 13 catches it. Oh, thank goodness. You move back 10 feet. I need um, I need those that just rolled a reflex save to roll a attack. Throw these eggs. Throw All these right. Eggs. That's an 18 to get to... Uh, get to Willie, so that should do. I'm curious what a natural 20 for a dirty 30 would get Ooh, me. Jesus. I guess if you had the bardic performance, that'd be a 32. That gets there. I rolled really poorly, so that's only a 12? 12 still gets there from 20 feet away. Oh, goodness. Alright, let's get these catches. All right, Reflex all saves, right. please. I mean, with the natural 20, I think Godfrey just needs to have his hands open to, <laughs> to catch the egg. I rolled a natural 20, so 30. Yeah, you catch it. 19 on the die here. Yep, you catch it as well. Nice. Uh, two on the die for a seven. <laughs> uh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Wheel and one. Do you have, you have your bark performance? I don't know. If, uh, we're no, shouldn't fear we're and morale. We're another round for that, yeah. No, 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 no. Fear and morale, it wouldn't count towards reflex. Aw. Uh, that still catches it, surprisingly enough, at 20 feet. Wow. Wow. Thank goodness. Guys, we are overpowered for this. <laughs> you might be. Uh, let's see. Yep. Uh, one of the teams drops their eggs. One of the other teams. Now I throw it again? Yep. Throw again, please. Those that just made reflex saves. I am loving right. I am loving these comprehensive egg mechanics. These egg mechanics. <laughs> um, I got 20 on that throw. 20 is good. Nine. Nine. With a natural two. Nine <laughs> is... Uh, no longer good. Ah! You break the egg. Come on, we are the egg boys. You also come from an egg. This is gonna be a bad winter. <laughs> what about what about Willie? Total thirteen. Thirteen makes it. Let's check those catches. We don't need a catch roll from our uh, our buddy Comstock. Oh boy. Oh kid. K- kiddo, fucking. Uh, uh, drops it. <laughs> oh, no. With an eight on the reflex save. Fifteen? Fifteen does catch it. Let's Yay! see. All right. Another team drops off. It's just you two. You move back ten more feet. Willie is actually a bit relieved because Arabella and Mika are still in it while he is no longer competing he is, he against them. He's the game and uh, <laughs> Pablo's like, Miss, you, threw, you threw me a screwball. There is no excuse for poor performance. This isn't Pablo from Hasbro's Backyard Baseball, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I'll never tell. I thought you picked up. <laughs> uh, okay. So you guys are now um, another 10 feet apart. How many more teams are left? There are. So you've lost these two, and then you've lost two more. So there are currently uh, five other teams besides you. Okay. All right. Mika focuses her eyes on Arabella and gives it her best shot. Oh, it may not be enough. That is a 12 or a 14. I don't know if you're still performing. (laughs) That's enough. Oh, okay. 28 should catch it. Yep, that catches it. You move five more feet out. And at this point, one more team drops. How many teams are left now? You got uh, three plus you guys. All right, all right. I got to throw another egg. Okay. You're what, like 50 feet out now? (laughs) Yeah. Soft. I just rolled another 18 on the die, so. That should do. Yeah. We're going to need that reflex save. 
17. 17 does it. You make yeah. it out. Let's see. Uh, okay. Two groups fall. It's you guys and one more team. All right. Mika is getting excited. She throws that egg right back. A 21. 21. The egg finds its target. All right. All right. Reflex. Another 18 on the die for 20 again. That's a catch. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go 50-50 on whether they fail. Hi, they succeed. That's a 25. You see the opponent's egg arc wide and crack now that you're at like 70 feet out. And the announcer is just like, ladies and gentlemen, it appears we have a winner and the winner wins. A couple of dolls and 10 gold apiece. Thank you for playing Egg Toss. And you win these dolls. They look like um, they're kind of shrouded in satin. They look like little porcelain dolls. Roll me in a praise check if anyone has one. It'll be low, but here we go. (laughs) Mika is very excitedly checking out these prizes that we just won. So with a natural 20, that's a 22. Ooh, Ooh I, got, I got a dirty 20. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, with the 16 here, uh, I wasn't actually going to get close enough anyways uh, to see them between uh, the two ladies. Well, we'll say that Mika knows this for sure, but I think the other two of you probably have an idea of what these are worth. They're worth about 25 gold because of the porcelain used uh they're they're actually pretty high quality nice and how many did we get you each got one. Oh, okay so you one each doll. got one, one doll. doll and then uh you each got 10 gold on top of it for winning the egg toss okay yeah making out here this is great oh this has been so much fun my aura has never been pinker <laughs> what does that mean well i can see people's auras Everyone has a different color, and when I'm really happy, my aura is pink. I just love pink. Mine's orange. Um, maybe sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't have a fucking clue what you're talking about. (laughs) Mine's orange. Not really. (laughs) So, what are you guys doing now? You've played the egg toss. You know, that that maybe took a a 20-minute chunk of your day. You know that to the south, kind of back towards the entrance, is that freak show that you all bought tickets for. Uh, The archery contest is right by you, as is the sack race. If anybody... I think think the the three non-amphibious lizard folk bought tickets for the sack race because they bought tickets for everything. But those are your options. You also see from where you're at, there's a... Um, the strong ale tent is just to the south. Wow, so like that southwest. was great. But I think I like I just want to watch someone participate at this point and I think I want to give my ticket for the um what like the 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 race where you put on the bag like on your legs or something. I don't know. I think that'd be better for, you know, hippity happity over here and she'll give you give you I will gladly partake in this challenge. Thank you for the mildly <laughs> racist comments. <laughs> So yeah, she. I mean, she would be like ready to go watch him. I'm worried about the dynamics of a sack race between a uh, medium and small size character. <laughs> and a monk with uh, fast movement. Yeah, that also <laughs> worries me. But yes, you you may 
perform the sack race if you so if you so choose. So the sack race starts. You again have there are ten competitors here. You're five teams, so you're one of five. The way this works is that if you guys move full speed, you move at the lowest speed of the two of you. Uh, unfortunately for the monk. Oh no! Um, but you must make an acrobatics check if you decide to move full speed. You can move half speed with no acrobatics check, or you can um, make a harder acrobatics check to run double speed. How many people are in the team? It's two people. Two people. With a sack. Two people are both in the sack. Oh, okay, I Wait, didn't understand that. I have to be in the sack with the frog? Yes, a pair of racers climbs into a large sack and hops down a hundred yard field. I thought this was the a sack race where like you have one person and you like hop in so, the sack. Three-legged oh, no. race would have been a better descriptor. Yeah. What kind of sack race has two people in the sack? This kind. It's in the book. Ask Tim Hitchcock. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> really like to have a different partner i feel like he's gonna hold me back a bit oh my god but it'd be like so funny i i yeah i've already given my ticket away i'm not I, i'd like to watch this i think it'll be great i'm used to hopping but not in these conditions well i'll just try to carry the team for the both of us just kidding <laughs> i'm sure you'll do great Okay. His aura I... turned red. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so you guys need to decide what you're going to do if you're going to go full speed, half speed, or double speed. Uh, and then I will need you each to make an acrobatics check. So I get a plus four, four to jumps. This is an acrobatics check to balance. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm at a plus ten. For some reason, I'm just at a zero acrobatics, so I'm not going to do that well in this to begin oh, with. Before, oh before you start off, uh, let me offer some guidance that it is best to uh, try to be as a team. And uh, he's going to give you guidance. Okay. I guess half speed for like the, the lowest DC acrobatics rolls what I should try for. There's no roll to go half speed. Oh, okay. So full speed is a lower roll than double speed. Let's try full speed. Yeah, let's do full speed. Okay. Everybody here is trying full speed as well. Uh, <laughs> so two groups fall prone immediately off the bat, and then the other two groups charge ahead 30 feet. How about you guys? So uh, the people that fell prone, did they, like, roll a one or something? No. Okay. That, that's good news. So a 12? You do not fall prone. Oh I got my a goodness. 14 on the die, which one? goes to a 14. Okay, you guys you guys make it 30 feet. Nice. You got, unfortunately, I can't do uh, guidance anymore, but you had it for that one. Okay, uh, the next round, the two groups spend their turn getting up. The other two groups attempt to go full speed and one group falls prone the other moves another 30 feet what about you guys full speed let's risk it for the biscuit all right 25 12 okay you guys move full speed yes 
Uh, the two groups in the back are going to try on this turn to move full speed. Uh, one falls prone again at the starting line. The other one moves 30 feet up. Uh, and then the the group that had fallen after making it gets up. And the final group is going to attempt to move full speed. They do. So now you guys decide what you're going to do. They are 90 feet up. We're, we're up with them, right? We have to move you're, you're, This is them. your turn, so if you move okay. full speed... You neck will match them. How far is the whole race? Like I said, 100 yards, so 100 300 yards. feet. I feel like we got to go a little more then this time. We I gotta... don't know how much more I can give. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing so great so far. Let's just give it a little bit more oomph. Okay. <laughs> going to try to go double speed. Double. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> 25? Oh. 11. You guys fall prone. Oh, no. Uh, all right. The uh, the two groups that got up, one of them gets back up at the starting line. The other one tries to make it to 60 feet to be where you guys are. Makes it. Uh, the group that got up is going to try. They make it. And then the final group that's 90 feet does not make it. They fall prone. All right. And you guys spend this turn getting up. Now let's move to the uh, <laughs> the group that uh, was at the starting line. They're going to move. Oh, they will move to 60 feet. So there are two groups by you guys now. Uh, the other group had got up at the 60 feet. So we're going to see if they, uh, they do proceed to 90 feet. And then the group at 90 feet stands up. It is, you're up, so now you can move. Uh, question for you. Would you say that we're trying to survive this competition? <laughs> and would that change the type of check that we roll? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Winning is the only option. Full speed ahead. 19. 22. You guys make it double speed. I assume that's what you were going for, right? Yes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> shakes his head um, yes you you make it double speed uh, because Emily said you were doing it that's so, what we did last time we weren't uh, trying to survive you're, you're uh, 120 feet up uh, the group that's at 90 tries to uh, make it up to you guys they do the two groups at 60 uh, one falls prone, the other one makes it to 90, and then the other group at 90 gets back up. So we are currently 30 feet ahead of everyone else? You are 30 feet ahead of everyone else. Mm. Or no, 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 there's, no there's, one group, there's one group that made it to you. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. so, so neck and neck with someone. Yeah, you're neck and neck with someone. It is the next turn. What are you guys doing? Full speed, I think, is probably our best bet full to speed? keep going. Yeah, I let's do full speed. So Slow full and speed. steady. Okay. Not double speed, just full speed. Right. We We just had to catch up. Okay. Twenty-four. Six. <laughs> oh. Fall prone. I am not the. I was not. I. I was not the right person for this. All right, the group I beside you, uh, falls prone. All right. Oh wow. The group at ninety makes it to one twenty, and then the two groups that were at sixty 
I think one of them fell prone at 61, made it to 90. So that group uh, also makes it, or no, does not make it, uh, falls prone at 90. So you have two groups by you. One is prone, one is not, and you guys are prone. So you spend this turn getting up from prone. Uh, the one group that's not prone will see if they make it past you. Uh, they do, so they make it to 150 feet. And then the other group makes it to 120. It's a pileup. Are we going full speed or double speed? I feel like there's a 25% chance I can hit double speed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can do full speed. Yeah, we can. 26. Yep. 12. Yep. You uh, you make it to 150 feet. If it would have been uh, myself, in America, this would have been so easy. This would have been over, yeah. <laughs> Two groups fall prone. The other group matches you at 150. Uh, the 150 group makes it to uh, 180. Just going full speed full again. Speed. All right, here we go. Yeah, what is everyone's acrobatic score? Plus 11. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave my ticket away. <laughs> 25. 12. Okay, you make it full speed. Wow. You're at uh, 180. Uh, but this this group in front of you, this is the only one I'm going to roll for anymore. I don't think the rest are catching up unless you fall prone again. Uh, so this group in front of you is at 180 as well. Uh, and they fall prone. Ooh. 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 We can do it at full speed. Double. Natural 20, so that is a 30. 11. You make it full speed. <laughs> All right, next round. Let's do it again. You go full speed. You're neck and neck with these guys. Yeah, we got to do it. Another natural 20. What? Excuse me. 10. Okay, you make it. Uh, so that's 210, 240. All right. This group's going to try a double speed. Oh, but they could get it. But they won't. <laughs> We're just doing doing full speed again. They fall prone. <laughs> See, oh, I'm rolling statistically high. I'm rolling 10 or higher for every single roll. I think we just got to just All right, yeah. trust that to continue happening in the best case. Uh oh, only a 14 for me. 11. You guys make it to 270. The group <laughs> behind you has fallen prone at 240. Can you make this last roll? One I'm squeezing more. all my luck in this module out <laughs> just in this one race. <laughs> we can do it. 16. A natural 20. What? You win the second race. You win the second race. Oh my god, after after all of these trials, you win the sack race. Whew. Chris, I cannot believe, I can't believe that you made it through spin. that with a plus zero. Plus zero acrobatics. Literally, the last six or seven rolls were all ten or higher. I know, that was amazing. Um, you each win another one of these dolls, but differently designed, as well as 50 gold. Wow. Wow. Not an animal, right? Just a humanoid doll? Uh, yes, it is a humanoid doll. Mika is jumping up and down with joy. She's so excited to win, and she turns to Godfrey. Gee whiz! 
I was so wrong about you. I completely underestimated your abilities. You're amazing. Oh, uh, thank you. I was really just luck. Uh, my ancestors tell tales of creatures that hop with the dexterity of you. It's I would be honored to be your your hunt mate. <laughs> well, I could use a partner for some more games. If you're lucky, let's use it. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to give him a compliment and pull your... Just kidding! <laughs> she is honestly impressed right now. Alright, so you guys complete the sack race, and I want to move over to the archery contest. Alright. Um, and... You guys have multiple tickets. Anyone can participate if they'd like, but we could do it all at once. Basically, for the archery contest, there are several targets set up 100 feet away from this line where you're supposed to be shooting from. And each person gets three shots with their ticket. And so I need three ranged attack rolls. Griff, how would you consider the light level today? I'd say it's a uh, regular fall to winter day, gray sky. I won't, uh, I'm not going to say you're like dazzled. Yes, because with this airtight build, uh, Comstock Paddywhacker has light sensitivity. <laughs> oh, no. So if it were very bright out, he would be in trouble. But if that's the case, I think I'm good to go. Yeah, Arabella would want to also... Okay. Um, so you each get a longbow. Do you have anything smaller? Uh, <laughs> you get a small longbow. Cool. And I need you to make three ranged attack rolls with a longbow. I'm not proficient. I w I'll give you guidance. Okay. Apply it to your first roll. I feel like this is just straight up carnival cheating. <laughs> Like, I'm going to clearly cast a spell on you every round. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the heck is going on over here? I'm the archery guy. Hey, listen to me. What the hell's going on over here? You can't be using magic to win in my games. But the thing is with this, Lady Creed is royalty here and deserves the advantage that she Yes. I, I didn't know archery contests had a birthright or something about them, but, uh, it, it, well, uh, f f whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, we'll see, we'll see how she shoots. Well, let me, uh, make sure that she is within the rules. I believe I saw, uh, uh what's, well, the, what's the range of that spell, sir? Or. Uh, uh, Emily touching her shoulder. I'm gonna need uh, you to stay uh, 30 feet away from the game at all times. <laughs> um, I'm gonna need you to stay 30 feet away from the game at all times. You can you can certainly watch, but you cannot touch my bows or the people shooting them. This is like an embarrassment, Willie. Go. So, so uh, just let me uh, just let me like 20 gold. Uh, yeah, maybe 20 gold. Maybe I'll let her win. No. He, he whispers to Willie, slip me like 20 gold, uh, she can she can win, probably. <laughs> so how about we are... How about five make sure she gets gold? The, nah, 20 gold, she get a prize, yeah. So... Uh, Listen, you look like you got money. But 
uh, Amelia work for Mr. Creed. They thought he his goal. I don't care where it comes from, you know. It's like one 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 pocket or the other, you know. Into my pocket is where I want it. Otherwise, stay 30 feet away from the contestants and let them shoot. Mistress Arabella, or just keep your elbow straight. All right. That's it. What yeah. do we get from Comstock? All right. So Comstock takes out his first arrow and he knocks it in his, in his small long bow, looks down range, pulls back the string. I am proficient in martial weapons, so this shouldn't be a problem. And he thinks he sees some sort of feral troglodyte <laughs> downrange like he would deep in the Warrens under the Aspidel Mountains protecting the Egg Mother. And his first shot is a 21. 21. That is 20 points. He pulls a second arrow from the quiver, takes a second shot at the troglodyte. He's frothing at the mouth now. <laughs> Nobody knows what the fuck he's thinking about. <laughs> This guy that's, okay? What the hell's going on over here? That's a 24. 24, that's another 20 points. A blood vessel bursts in his eye <laughs> as he goes fucking wild and pulls a third arrow out of his quiver, knocks it. This one's for you, Atrixia. With a 28. 28, <laughs> that's 25 points. Oh, hey folks, we got a winner over here. A winner! Uh, here you go. Take, um, uh, here's one of them dolls and ten gold. You did it. Uh, what do you got, miss? Uh, if that, if that weird little halfling guy is, uh, leaving you alone right now. Mister, she, she, she's ready to shoot without you, uh, without you interfering. She is very capable on her own, I do say. Actually, like, this is my first time picking up a bow. But don't worry, I've done like really great at this. So actually the first one I rolled a 14. The second one is a 20. Wait, is the 14 total or what you rolled? Oh, 14 total. Okay, that's 10 points. And then a 20 and then the next one is a 23. Okay, 10, 20, 20. Oh, I'm sorry, miss. Uh, there's no prize for that one. Uh, but better luck next time, you know, you could uh, and maybe practice a little bit. I know first time on the bow, uh, I could give you a, a handful of candy or something as a, you know, as a consolation prize. Ew, no. I think I'm done here. Oh, all right. Uh, you know, it's, it's no skin off my bones if you bought multiple tickets for my thing and you ain't <laughs> gonna use them. Does uh, I mean, I bought five. Yeah, does you bought tickets? one. Does Comstock want to uh, utilize his tickets? And and now, you know, the guy's like, Hey, by the way, we got this fantastical prize and uh, for, for the grand winner. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a magical arrow. Uh, anyone with spellcraft could make a roll. Yeah. Not great. Twelve. Seven for Godfrey. You're not sure what it is, but it's magical. <laughs> I must bring riches back to the egg mother. Um, I'm just going to blast through these rolls, see if I roll. I, I rolled really well that first time around, so I'm just going to do triplets four more times. Yep. Just see if like I if I do any better. All right. I got a 17, 22, 28, so still pretty high. 
15, 20, 25. You win another 10 gold and another doll if you want it. Of course. The riches are all going straight back to the den. <laughs> Holy shit. 23, 26, 28. Whoa, whoa. We've never seen somebody shoot this well. Uh, sir, wh what is your name? Archer of Legend. My name is Comstock Paddywhacker. I am Imperial Servitor to Egg Mother Trixie. I did not ask for yoke. the rest of it. I did not ask for the rest of it. You all listen to me, not ask for the rest of that. Okay, uh, here's this magical human slaying arrow. Great. Uh, and he, he takes it, he jams it in his pack, um, and then he spikes down the short long bow like a football if he went to do the touchdown. <laughs> Feel free to come back anytime. We got like three of those uh, in stock before we run out. We've never had somebody shoot that eye, honestly. Can we do a quick doll count? How many dolls does everyone have? Is this important? We have four total. It's gotta be so important. Well, they're it's 25 gold each. So It's not the gold. I know Arabella has one. I know uh, Micah has two. Oh, Micah has two. Okay. Godfrey has one then, right? Yeah, Godfrey has one from the sack race. Comstock Paddywhacker has two. Unless the human slaying arrow also came with the porcelain god. <laughs> then I would have three. No, no, no. It came by itself. All right. Yeah. Uh, Willie hasn't participated. <laughs> except for the egg toss in which uh, Willie has a participation was... doll. <laughs> Wait. That's not a real doll? No, that's not a real doll. No, okay, okay, real okay. You guys have... Played a couple games, uh, but there are many more wonders to see at, at Quinn's Carnival. So from where you are to the west is the Strong Ale Tent, large tent. Uh, you also know that that's kind of the adult corner of the, uh, All right. <laughs> of the carnival. It's got a burlesque show that way. To the north of you, there's the Tent of Modern Wonders. That's... Uh, the tent owned by Arabella's daddy. It's the uh, lumber consortium tent. It has some some modern marvels from the lumber consortium. What could they be? To the east, you have the menagerie of freaks. Uh, also to the north, there's a skating rink, uh, and that's where you also saw people playing tug of war, presumably for money. Uh, directly to your east is the Titan's Wheel. Uh, and that looks like lumberjacks and stuff are testing their might there. So it wasn't a ticketed event, but it may be something that uh, you could play if you wanted to play more games. You know that the food and stuff is far to the east. There's a cluster of tents there that would be serving food and that kind of thing. Uh, and to the far north, there is an ice maze. Arabella will turn to Mika and say... You're, like, probably one of the strongest ones here. Do you want to see what that one is with the big wheel? Oh, that looks like so much fun. I would love to. <laughs> Maybe Godfrey can go with me. He's pretty lucky. Um, I'm, I'm lucky, but I'm not very strong. I, I'll watch you. I'll cheer you on from the sidelines. That sounds perfect. I love fans. 
You should like watch your feet or something in case she wants to take like a token, you know, like rabbit's foot, maybe frog's foot. Just watch out because, you know, she wouldn't have liked you. In fact, I don't know. Mika could have like killed you if you lost that for her earlier. So just watch out. You know, no, that's that's crazy. This is I've I've let a lot of things slide, but no, she's not taking my feet. I just said to watch out. I'm watching out now. <laughs> they do look pretty lucky. Just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> uh, Comstock will lean over to Godfrey and open up his pack and show him the human slaying arrow. <laughs> We're going That's to eat amazing. well tonight. <laughs> and give him, give him the least conspicuous wink. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. In the field before you stands a towering windmill disguised beneath mountains of paper mache to resemble a great titan. A large plastered head with bulging eyes and a long tattered beard covers the roof, while two muscular arms jut from the side of the building and clasp posts rising a banner that reads, The Titan's Wheel. The windmill's blades have been replaced by a massive 15-foot diameter metal wheel painted in nauseating spirals of lime green and orange and threaded with flapping rainbow streamers. Before the wheel, a gap-toothed carny woman with a wispy shadow of facial hair barks loudly through a sawed-off yak horn. Step on up, folks, and spin the Titan's wheel. Prove your strength to the ladies. Wow, all the jacks in the cut yard. Come on, folks, show them what you're made of. Mika steps up to the woman. This looks like fun. Can I play? Well, certainly, dear. It's going to be one silver piece. Sure thing. And she'll uh, pull one out from her pouch and hand it over. Okay, so the way this works, there's there's rungs on this wheel, and you're going to see how how many times you can get it to spin. And however many times you can get it to spin will determine your reward. So you hand the silver piece over. Why don't you go ahead and make me a strength check? And as as Mika makes a strength check, Godfrey, th- at least 30 feet away from her, you know, whisper, thinks to himself, Ancients, ancients from beyond this realm, lend your, lend your strength to my companion here. And he uses an instance of his shaman's ancestor council which gives Mika a plus two to any attack roll or skill check she makes. All right. Oh, awesome. Thank you. He's trying to prove he's lucky. (laughs) Let's keep those feet on. Uh Uh-oh. Not great. That's a 10. So with the 10, the wheel makes it about halfway. The barker turns to you. So sorry, dear. Try welcome to try again, but that just wasn't good enough. I was just trying to uh, get my bearings on this game one more time, and she takes out another silver and hands All it to right, the woman. I'll, I'll take, she like flicks it in between her fingers, bites the side of it, makes sure it's really silver, sticks it in her pocket. All right, have another spin then. Well, Miko, it's about leverage, and. Be sure to put your legs into it. Is that a guidance? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, she looks over. Uh, she looks to the two of you. Oh, 
thank you. I hadn't thought about that before. Hopefully, uh, you're a little more lucky this time, Godfrey. Hmm. Uh-oh. Uh, same, same role, not, not lucky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so sorry, miss. Uh, better luck next time. Seems you're just not strong enough to spin the Titan's wheel. Oh, I guess this isn't my game. Hmm. And she'll walk away very sad and defeated. Or it turns maroon. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's gotten a lot darker. It is no longer the bright, vibrant pink that it used to be. They're not mood rings, are they? It's not, it's not <laughs> yours, right? uh, her aura changes with her uh, with her emotions. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of lumberjacks in here. Is flannel the color of their energy? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's red, and then a few of them do have a few black stripes through them. Okay, so you, you attempt a Titan's Wheel to no success, and you see some lumberjacks like come in after you. One of them gets it to spin like one and a half times, and the lady barks out you're as strong as one and a half men and gives him a gives him some sort of voucher looks like it might be like a drink voucher so you think you were probably playing for drink vouchers can we can we do a, a check to make sure that it is a drink voucher or are we sure that it is a drink voucher uh, you make a perception to make sure 24 16 18 18 natty 20 on the die for 27 yeah, you're all pretty sure that's a drink voucher. All right. He heads to the strong owl tent for libations. We all were very intent about looking at that. I guess I didn't miss out on too much then. Lady Cree did uh, request your presence there. Where? The, the uh, strong ale tent. If you were paying attention, you... Well, as you should have been... You, you would have uh, known that. Ah, after my big win, my my energy's a little gold right now, and that's all I'm seeing. Well, like I think right now, I really want to see something different. Like I've already seen two things that are very different. And I think I want to see more things that are different. So she eyes the two reptilian and amphibian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Comstock gives God for the eye like, this butler's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, as much as I get, want you guys to go to the Strong Ale Tent eventually, right now I, like, I want to go to the Freaks. Anybody else? Ooh, that sounds like fun. I wonder what varietal of eggs we'll see there. Okay, like, I, this feels like a weird sex thing. If you could stop with the eggs. Nope. <laughs> no, <laughs> refuse. <laughs> so as you approach, a small cove of wagons and tents curls around a rickety three-foot-high stage cobbled from a wooden platform precariously balanced on stacks of unmortared bricks. The stage planks creak and moan in time to the prancing and posturing of a dozen or so freakish humanoids as they prepare their comically grotesque displays a doe-faced huckster preaches to the crowd and flails about a cane to pontificate the show's details. And uh, you see that the show is really just starting. Come one, come all, to Dr. Gerard's menagerie of freaks, says the huckster. 
and he twirls his cane. We've got freaks from every area of Galarian. We've got them all sizes, all shapes, anything you could ever want to see. Step right up and spend your tickets so they know why we sent ya. I'm Dr. Gerard. I'm freaky here. <laughs> oh, wee! I'm freaking out. And everybody's about to freak out too, so you should get get your front row seats. Sit right back, get stupid stand up and applaud because we got our freaks all over the place. Uh yeah, Arabella would immediately walk in, take the front row like I'm assuming these are not seats as much as benches because it's a carnival. Yeah. Um, and she would make sure that no one else besides this group sits on a bench. And she would encourage you guys all to also kick them off if anybody tried to sit on our bench. Yeah, Mika definitely participates in that, telling people, Oh no, I'm saving this seat for my friend. They'll be here soon. And just kind of shoot people away. Alrighty then. Uh, everybody's arrived and the people have arrived. And so we're all arrived here. And now it's time for everybody to welcome Jerbo and Netters, the Grimlocks. And you see these two kind of gray humanoids wander onto the stage from behind the curtain. Uh, and they kind of sway side to side. And they're both wearing tutus. And you can see the skin over their eyes is just kind of like actually skin. They don't have any eyes in their eye sockets. Uh, Folks, throw them some coins and they might sing for us. Let's hear it for Jerbo and Netters. The amount I don't want to hear this as Haley is huge. <laughs> and they must have great echolocation in the tunnels. He's like <laughs> passing around a hat for people to drop coins in. And some of the crowd does. Do you guys do so as well? Yeah, I'll put like a silver in, I guess. Same, just to be polite. Oh, a, a bounty of riches! You hear that, Jerbo and Nutters? There's silvers in my hat! Sing for us, won't you? You hear them kind of shuffle up to the end of the stage and sing together. Welcome, people, one and all. Welcome to our carnival. Over Vale and Wood we roam. You won't find a better home. Welcome, people, great and small. Welcome to our carnival. Join our land of make-believe. You won't ever want to leave. Welcome, people, one and all. Welcome to our carnival. Sweep away the winter weather. Come inside and stay forever. Stay forever. And they both grin this toothy grin with their bright yellow teeth and then uh, shuffle around and uh, shuffle off the stage. Is there a knowledge check that we could have done on uh, these characters? Yeah, you can make me a um, knowledge local. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we all have knowledge local. <laughs> yep. Not all of us. 20 total. <laughs> Same here. 
10. 21. Oof. Yeah, these are um, what some people in the carnival business would call pinheads. They're them being Grimlocks. They're not a super powerful creature, but they, they kind of, they're like a apish man. Oh, so they're not actually human? No, they're not human. They're oh, Grimlocks. Wow. Interesting. That's Interesting. that's what I didn't understand what yeah. a Grimlock was. That's right. kind of what I was focusing on. Being from Almas and studied classically, Willie would be very turned off by uh, that performance. It's probably not covered here, but like the lore behind Grimlocks is actually really interesting. Like it's like this whole like Darklands, like ancient Aslanti thing. It's pretty huh. cool. I had no idea. But they're pinheads here. So the the ringleader says, "Yeah, let's give a round of applause, rousing round of applause for uh, for Jerbo and Netters." Uh, next to the stage, we have the man of a thousand stitches. And this bulky, bald-headed man exits the curtain and proudly displays hundreds of wounds running across his torso, arms, legs, head, and face, all stitched shut with thick black thread. Make me a perception check. 17. 27. Natty 20 on the die. 25. 13. 29. Uh, So everybody but Arabella can see that the stitches are very prominent, but you're not really seeing the wounds. And so any of you that made the perception check can make a heal check if you have it. Oh, yes. 21. 25. Oh. 18 total. 15. Yeah, everybody but Mika knows that it it looks like this guy is, is stitching himself for show. These aren't actually wounds. It's just the stitching. So, take that for what you will. Isn't that great, ladies and gentlemen? Look how look how injured this guy is. Can you believe it? It's crazy. I, I can't believe how injured he is. It looks like he, he got stabbed a thousand times. But next we have the human fish. And a young man with flaky, scaly skin steps off the stage... Behold the terrifying human fish! To the crowd's dismay, the man unfolds a straight razor and proceeds to bloodily slice gills into his neck. Uh, Next, two muscular men seize him and thrust his head into a large tub of water. At first, he thrashes about as if drowning, and the crowd screams in terror. The ringmaster removes his hat and lowers his head. Could we please have a moment of silence? Looks like he didn't make it. Moments later, with his head still submerged, the fish man's feet and hands begin to tap a lively rhythm on the stage and barrel. Soon, both the stage freaks and the crowd are stomping and clapping in time to the music. Once this happens, the fish man jerks his head from the barrel and dances off stage. Well, folks, you wouldn't think we'd actually let one of our freaks die on the stage. Oh, no. We've practiced that little ditty over and over again. The fish man can obviously breathe underwater. After that, please welcome to the stage, Jocelyn the Sword Swallower. A wide-eyed middle-aged woman staggers across the stage. (gasps) 
gasping at the crowd and holding her throat as if she's choking. She hacks loudly <coughs> and to the roaring delight of the crowd belches a billowing puff of black smoke. Wow. Then spasming uncontrollably, she draws forth a long sword from a nearby basket. When she holds it aloft, the sword bursts into bright orange flames. The crazed woman then proceeds to insert the flaming blade into her throat until only the handle remains visible. Finally, with a flick of her wrist, she pulls the blade from her gullet in a single smooth motion and tops off her act with a final belch of smoke. Can you believe it, folks? We have a fire-breathing, fire-eating, sword-eating mystic of the West. But that's not all. Please welcome to the stage the Poison Man. And at the foot of the stage, uh, you see two men bring out a three-foot square glass box filled with dozens of live vipers and tarantulas. Go ahead and make a knowledge nature check. Twelve. Sixteen. Six. Yeah, Godfrey's the only one that knows. These are definitely venomous. This, This is the real deal. From the tent behind the stage, a man emerges, his face tattooed with green serpentine scales. Slowly, he lowers himself into the box and closes the lid. Soon, he's crawling with the poisonous vermin. The ringmaster invites small children to tap the box with sticks to anger the creatures. Several minutes later, he opens the box and the man steps out, seemingly untouched. There is no way to treat creatures. I can't believe he's arrived. Wow. You know what? Like, I don't know if this is for me. And finally, the main event, we have Udmore, the one-headed Etten. And standing upon the stage, a brutish hunchback giant dares audience members to take a peek into the large sack it gleefully swings about. Uh, You see a small child offer the brood a copper, and it kneels down before him, opening the sack just wide enough for the eager lad to garner a peek at the contents. And you see the child begin retching violently as the creature breaks into roaring laughter. Then it turns slowly and with a knowing glance whispers to the now still crowd. It's me on the head. (laughs) And out of the sack, he pulls the, the still animated second head and points to the stump on his shoulder. It's me brother. Dude more! <laughs> and Dude more just kinda. Dude more! Be nice to the crowd, won't you? Oh, Dude more! I better put you in your sack! And he puts him back in. Anybody else wanna take a peek, get a closer look? Like, this was, no, I'm, I'm done with this, actually. Uh, that was my last straw. I have two great things here. Um, would love to continue with these cute freaks, right? Not with this. 
And you see him sit, Udmore sits down at the edge of the stage, pulls out Udmore. Udmore, why did chicken cross the road? <laughs> you gay folks! Knock, knock, dude, boy! Orange! Orange cradle on the inside, banana! Oh, guys! And the hilarious, and the funniest guy you've ever met is this dude, Moore. I'm, I'm learning so much about your culture. <laughs> it's been Ude Moore and Dude Moore, folks. Uh, we're here all week. <laughs> oh, man. I as tried a, to give us an out. As a cleric of Shaylin, everything has to be beautiful. But Willie is really struggling to find the beauty in this. <laughs> <laughs> we got a kissy boob set up out back. Oh. Dude, Moore's a great kisser. Anybody want to give him a shot? That'd be one copper. <laughs> no. Uh, maybe just a knowledge. Uh, <laughs> Gotta keep my belly full. A knowledge? You could use a knowledge religion to figure out what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, let's figure out what's going on here. I was about to say, like, in a world where, like, magic exists, and, like, you could do all this crazy shit, like, how, I mean, how weird is this, you know? I don't know, this one in particular is a little strange. It's yeah. weird. 24. <laughs> 24. Uh, you can definitely tell this head has been reanimated. Uh... So it must have been cut off at some point and uh, brought back to life. And now it's some kind of zombie, you think, from the responses. But it seems like Udmore is getting a kick out of it. Like he's understanding what his brother's putting down. Okay. All right. I think that brings a bit of knowledge to at, at least Willie that somehow there was a casting of animate, what, reanimate dead? Animate dead, yeah. Wheels, wheels are turning. And with that, uh, the ringleader gets back up. And that's not all, folks. We don't have anyone else to show you on stage today because some of our freaks just don't do well on stage. But check out any of the other tents. We got plenty of attractions for your entertainment. Also, uh, thanks for the tips. We work off tips. We utilize tips to eat. Uh, so... If you pay, if you pay us tips, we we love that stuff. Uh, go to go to Dude Mort's kissing tent if uh, if you want to see more of that guy. And he winks to the crowd and steps off. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a very visible, like, this intentional is, wink. This has been Doctor Gerard. <laughs> wink. A tip from what the Creed residents. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't, no, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, they're my uh, personal. Do you, do you think we could do an encore showing? I don't know if they show it again, but I'd like to. I'm going to roll a perception <laughs> check for Udmore and Dude What are you thinking of He's ready, too. What do you want to hear? What? Chris, stop egging him on. I want more! <laughs> I don't know about you all, but after that, I want to get fucked up in the outside. <laughs> what do you call an elf trying to make it with a dwarf? <laughs> <laughs> 
good society. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, lizard man, like Comstock. It's ready for a drink. Yeah. Yeah. So you see the, the crowd kind of files into the other tents around here. You guys are welcome to uh, check out the other attractions or head over to the strong ale tent. Mika, what do you think? What about a drink? I'll pass on the drink, but I'll come along for the conversation. You know, my body is my temple. Yeah, like also it's really close to all those competitions that you really like, so maybe we can do another one. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Everyone else coming, because at least the three of us are all. I've I've never had an ale before. This will be this another taste of your culture, I suppose. <laughs> oh, you're gonna get wrecked. <laughs> okay. What? Um obligated the designated driver <laughs> will it be comstock you decided to go yeah okay. he started it <laughs> uh, okay fair uh so you all head to the strong ale tent and uh you have several ale tickets with which you can buy a round yeah i'll i mean i'm gonna round for everybody because that's what i bought tickets for and i will take mika's drink Okay, so as you approach, the clack of tankards and roars of laughter swell from this bustling tent filled with sweaty lumberjacks. Casts of ale are stacked nearly 15 feet high behind the tent. The thirsty patrons here down pint after pint as they carouse, tussle, guffaw, and stagger about. And as you're maybe through your first ale and onto your second ale, I don't don't know what a second ale is doing to, um, to Godfrey. He's probably feeling it a little bit. I think he'd feel it after one. How big are you? Yeah, so, I mean, he'll take a sip and, like, just try to try to experience it for a little bit, but, like, then he realizes he can just stick his, his like, fingers with his amb- amphibian skin in the alcohol and just keep it there and get the full effects. He just absorbs it through his skin. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. I, I see the appeal. So it's about on the second round when you hear one of the lumberjacks from the bar. Adventurers think they're so tough, but they're really all a bunch of low-life wimps. And he kind of like, he's saying this loud and he's looking back behind him at you guys. They'd have to be adventurers to be scaly folk like them coming into Falcon's Hollow trying to, trying to steal our... Uh, Steal our business and in uh, and our trees, our trees, right, man? Uh, our, our trees and they're oh, these these adventures. I I can smell them from over here. I hey, ain't, ain't that right? And and nobody is paying like none of the other lumberjacks are paying attention to this guy. He's like wasted. Okay. And uh, and finally he he looks at um, Comstock. He's like. I don't really like. I don't know what. I don't know what these adventures are even doing in Falcon's Hollow. And he tosses his mug of ale at you. Make a reflex save. I'll have you know, Griffin. If uh, at some point soon we're rolling initiative with my gunslingers initiative, uh, I can draw my gun immediately. <laughs> <laughs> All right, reflex save. That's looking like a twenty-three. Okay, you dodge deftly away ah. from the mug of ale as it splashes behind you and I think that's where we're gonna leave it for this episode oh, I'm ready to roll. Yeah. so uh 
Cheers, folks. We'll see you next time. All right. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carnival of Tears is copyright 2007. Carnival of Tears and the Game Mastery module are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.